thanks for checking out this message from Springmount Church. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmount.church. Why not check out all the different groups that run throughout each week in Barrow and on Walney? And join us every Sunday from 11am at Salt House Pavilion in Barrow Infernos. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, please email prayer at springmount.church or sign up on our website for monthly news straight to your inbox. If you're awake, put your hand up. If you're not too sure, put two hands up. If you're not here, put your hand up. Very good. There's always one. One hit wonders. It isn't how much you do, it's what you do for God. And that's the amazing thing. God goes for quality rather than quantity. One good deed done for God is worth 10,000 that aren't done for God, although they're good deeds. God is a God who takes the individual and blesses through that individual's life. If you're a Christian, as I am, you are privileged just to share Jesus with other people. That's a privilege. And so we're going to come to this lady called Tabitha or Dorcas, depending on whether you're a a Greek or whatever, but we're going to read from Acts chapter 9. It says this. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, which when translated is Dorcas, who was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lydda was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Have you got that? Peter sent them all out of the room, then got down on his knees and prayed. Tabitha, turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers and the widows and presented to them her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. Have you got that? Many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. Father, we ask you to bless this lovely story to our hearts today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. There's a fellow in the Bible 
His name is Jehoram. Jehoram was 32 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem for eight years. He passed away to no one's regret and was buried in the city of David, but not in the tombs of the kings. Wow. <laughs> what a thing to say about somebody. He reigned for eight years and nobody was sad when he left him. That's the impact he had on the society where he was the king. Eight years he reigned. Eight years he served. When he died, maybe there's a collective sigh of relief. He's gone, but nobody missed him. Not Tabitha. Not Tabitha. She did good and she helped. Do you ever wonder why God takes some and leaves others? As a kid, I remember thinking, why on earth has God taken that person who was a real good preacher, an old fella, and left us with an old, old cantankerous bloke like Mr. Deep? I won't mention his name. <laughs> but I couldn't figure it out. Why has God taken him and left us with him? Why did, has God made a mistake? No, God doesn't make mistakes. When God calls his child home, it's because it's his plan. God doesn't consult us and ask our opinion on whatever we do and when it's our time, whatever. But he will take those that he wants to take when he wants to take them. Good, bad, or indifferent, whatever we think of them. But Tamitha was somebody who was a good servant of God. She did good. She, she helped the poor. She was a faithful servant in the church. And when she died, there was grief. And there was sadness. And there was sorrow. And the widows were there. Widows have a special place in God's heart, you know. Widows and children, special place in God's heart. And so we have this story here of Tabitha, doing good, part of the church. Became sick and died. Now we're not told that the church prayed for Tabitha. But I suspect that they did. Maybe they didn't feel able to pray for Tabitha. I meet a lot of people in my life and a lot of people don't feel able to pray, speak to God openly. Not able to pray for themselves or situations or circumstances because they feel inhibited. Maybe that was the situation in Joppa. We can't speak to God about this. Maybe they were praying for Tabitha's recovery. We don't know. But here we have the situation where Tabitha, this faithful servant of God, became sick and she died. And the church is filled with grief and sadness. I once heard somebody pray in a prayer meeting, God, I'm, I guess we're so lucky that you listen to our prayers. And I thought, I know what they mean, but I'm not sure about the phraseology. Lucky that God listens to our prayers. Some people complain when their prayers aren't answered. What they really mean is their prayers were answered the way they thought they should have been answered. And there's a world of difference. God will do things in our communities, in our lives, which we do not understand. And if we are faithful to God, we have to accept that God will do those things, but God knows best. 
God hasn't got a grievance against his people. God doesn't punish his people because of their disobedience. There are consequences to disobeying God. But if we are faithful to God, God will do what God will do because God will do what is best for you and me and the church or whatever. And that's the reality of it. God will sometimes do things that we don't understand and we can't explain. And people question why God did this. And we haven't got an answer. Maybe that was the situation in Joppa. Why has God taken Tabitha? What's he playing at? Why weren't our prayers answered? Why couldn't we pray more? What did we do to deserve this? And they're questioning, perhaps they're questioning, but Tabitha has died. And they take her body and they wash her body and they put her body in an upstairs room. She's dead. And the widows are filled with grief. And then they hear about a bloke called Peter. Now, when I get to heaven, I would like to go and shake Peter by the hand and say, Peter, I'm sorry for the times I gave you stick when I was preaching. Because Peter was a man who said one thing and did another, promised one thing and then failed, boasted about doing something great and then failed to do it. But Peter was a man that loved the Lord Jesus. Peter was a man who was blessed by God. Peter was the man that stood up at Pentecost and preached that amazing sermon and 3,000 people trusted Christ. Peter was a man who went into, a, into the synagogue one day, the temple, and raised a man to, life, to, to health who was lame on both his feet. Peter was a man who had walked on water. Peter was an amazing servant of God, but he was flawed. That's why his life is recorded for us, because Peter was a flawed human being chosen by God to serve him. And these people heard about Peter. Wow, he's only 15 miles away. In Lydda, he's been doing great things. If you read the previous, previous verses, he just raised a person up front that was lame. And the result of that was that many saw it and turned to the Lord. And so they sent for Peter. Peter, you've got two men go to, to Lydda, 15-mile walk. What's that, three hours, four hours? Uphill from the beach. Then a four-hour four walk back. There were no planes in those days. You couldn't phone, do an Uber and send for a taxi. You walked it or you rode, and that was it. But they had the compassion for the situation they were in and the faith that they had. Send for Peter. Peter will be able to do something. We, we know Peter's done this. We know Peter's done that. Send for Peter. So they send for Peter. And Peter goes with them. And when he gets they're surrounded by the widows. What are they saying to Peter? Peter, look what Tabitha's done. Look at, look at the clothes that she's made. Look at the impact she's had on society. She's done good, she's done well. Look at these things, and they show Peter these things. And I want to notice this morning, through all this, there is a calmness. And there is a dignity. And there is a peace. We live in a world of personalities, names. I'm swamped on my Google by those people who are raising the profile of, of certain Christian preachers. 
and the money that they've got and the possessions that they have, and it, it's frightening. Personalities. This is not about Peter. This is about Peter praying. Peter praying. And Peter gets the message, Tabitha has died and two men take Peter on the three hour, four hour walk back to Joppa down by the coast there and when they get there, they, they show Peter what's happened. They, they, they lead him to the, to the room upstairs and the widows, like I say, they are showing Peter what Tabitha's done. What she's provided for them, how good she's been, how she's helped them. She's so precious and she's so special. Peter, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about Tabitha. No pressure on Peter at all there, is there? What they're really saying is, Peter, we want her back. Look what she's done. How does Peter react to that? I can think back to a time in my life, many, many years ago now, lived in a place called Millham, you may have heard of it. <laughs> and um, a young man that we had an association with was, was very badly injured in the place where he worked. His hand was very badly injured. And a thought came into my mind, I'll go and pray for him that his hand would be healed, which was rapidly followed by another thought, what if it doesn't work? So I stayed at home. I stayed at home. You see, I didn't pray about it. <laughs> I just thought I had a good idea. And then God quickly followed it. Hang on a minute, fella. This isn't the right thing to do. What did Peter do? I want to encourage you this morning to do what Peter did. He's faced with grieving widows. He's faced with a grieving church. He's faced with people who don't understand what God has done. He's faced with a situation that he has never been in before, as far as we know. Oh, he'd, he'd raised the, the, the sick and the poorly, and he'd, he'd done all kinds of things. People were copying what God was doing. In Acts chapter 8 and chapter 19, there are people there who copy what God is doing in the miraculous work that the disciples and the apostles were doing, and they were copying it, and, and that's what Satan does. He imitates, you know. He imitates. Satan imitates Christian stuff. He changes the gospel. He changes the message of Jesus and imitates it and lifts personalities up and lifts people up and takes them away from Jesus and they're looking towards the personality, the way things are going to be. This is the man, this is the woman to follow. Not Peter. Not Peter. What does he do? He quietly says, just leave. And when they've all left, he gets on his knees and he prays. Wouldn't you like to know what he prayed? But what he did, he brought that impossible situation to God. That's what he did. He brought that difficulty. He brought that hurt and that grief and that sadness in the church and amongst the widows. He brought all that and he just quietly got on his knees. And he prayed. 
No razzmatazz. No big organ build-up. No flashing lights. Just Peter, Tabitha, and the Lord. And he prayed. I don't know what he said. I don't think he was boasting to God about what he was going to do. I think he's learned that lesson. He humbly brought that situation before God. And as God moved in his life, in his heart, as he prayed, God showed him what to do. And on that occasion, on that one occasion, God allowed Peter to breathe life through his faith in the power of Almighty God into the dead body of Tabitha. And as he opened his eyes, as he prayed, he, he opened his eyes and saw Tabitha. He said, Tabitha, get up. Now, friend, that's faith. And that's confidence in Almighty God. This was a one-off. This was a one-off. And Peter had the confidence in his God after praying to say to Tabitha, Tabitha, get up. And she sat up. When she opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and held her to her feet. Isn't that lovely? He takes this body that's been given life back by the power of Almighty God and he lifts her to her feet. And what does he do? He opens the door and he shouts, I've done it! Look at me! Aren't I great? Pass the background. Give me some money. Yeah. What does he do? He called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. Calmness, peace, confidence in that situation that God was going to do what God was going to do. The fact is that in a few years' time, Tabitha would die. And God would call her home to be in his presence forever and ever into the Father's house. But on this unique occasion, God was going to demonstrate to the people in Joppa that God Almighty had their power to give life and to answer prayer. And what was the result of this? The result was not that Peter was exalted. The result was not that Peter was glorified. The result was not that Peter swallowed up Peter, that people swallowed up Peter or bowed down before him and urged them to stay, didn't stick him in a glass case somewhere and say, wow, this is Peter, we're keeping him. What was the result? This became known over all Joppa and many people believed in, say it again, the Lord, the Lord. not Peter. Peter was just a vessel. Peter was just the one that God used. 
or they'd heard about Peter. But Peter was going to step up here and he was going to do something he hadn't done before. Like I said, he'd healed, but he never raised to life. And this is what Peter did because he got on his knees and he prayed. And God worked through him to do something that impacted society that made people turn to God and brought great comfort to the church. It was Peter's prayer that made the difference, I would suggest to you. He didn't match him with his chest sticking out saying, it's okay, folks, I'm here, relax, I've arrived. He got on his knees. What a remarkable thing that a lady who has physically died has been brought back to life. Oh, he'd seen his saviour do it with Lazarus. He'd seen his saviour do it with the widow of Nain as he's been taken out to, the, to be buried. He'd seen Jesus do it in the home of Jairus. One in the bed, one on the way to the tomb and one in the tomb. And so he takes hold of the God that he knows and he speaks to him. And God works through Peter in his mighty power and raises Tabitha to life. What an amazing thing for God to do. Yeah? But Tabitha died again. Lazarus died again. Widow Son's name died again. Jairus' daughter died again. That was a fantastic miracle that God wrought through Peter in the early church. And Peter stayed a few days with Simon, and then he goes off to, you read the story, he goes off to see Cornelius the Roman centurion. Don't misunderstand me, right? This miracle that Peter performed through faith in God and the power of Almighty God in the life of Tabitha is nothing nothing compared to the salvation of a soul. Yeah? To see a soul saved is far more powerful in a society, in a country, in, a, in, a, in an environment than somebody coming back to life that's going to die again. And you know, the, the, the path that Peter chose to raise Tabitha back to life is the same path that we have to walk that's going to see a soul saved, that I get on my knees, metaphorically, and I pray. I pray. I pray for the soul that's living over the road from me. I pray for that person I find hard to get on with. And then as God answers my prayer, an opportunity comes, I speak to that person about Jesus. The lady lives opposite us, her name is Jean. She's got Alzheimer's, she's struggling with life and she imagines all kinds of things. Elaine met her, that's my wife, Elaine met her the other day and she was down, she was upset. She lost her purse. She hadn't lost her purse, but she thought she had. Her purse was back in her room, in her house. And she came over with a dementia, with a confused thinking. 
And I prayed in my heart about what I should say to Jean. And I told her that God loved her. That Jesus died for her. Because she needs to trust in Christ as a saviour. You know what she said? Wow. That's good. That's interesting. I prayed for Jean for 12 months. Time was almost gone. This was wonderful. This young, this lady, don't know how old she was. This woman who had worked so faithfully in the church, this one-off. She, she died and she was brought back to life again. And the church was impacted and society was impacted. But Tabitha would die in the future. Friends, this morning, for a soul to be saved, eternally rescued from hell eternally brought into the family of Christ, eternally saved from all the addictions and the stuff that life would throw at us by the power of Almighty God is a far greater miracle than anything that we just read about this morning, even though it was a great and mighty miracle. Do you get on your knees and pray for the impossible? Do you? What do you pray? It isn't always the obvious prayer. You look at symptoms. We look at symptoms in life, don't we? People take this because of. We need to deal with the because ofs. And soul saved. The greatest miracle this world has ever known. Would you be a Peter? just quietly pray for somebody then God would lead you and he will to that person for their soul to be saved Peter knelt and prayed and then he spoke to Tabitha and God bless his word our hearts this morning thank you Johnny